Welcome to Teach Musically, the music studio teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. Many websites and podcasts aimed at private music teachers focus on teaching you how to advertise and how to attract new students. There are endless articles on how to create ads that are search engine optimized and how to get people to call you and to come for trial lessons. While this is important to get started, it should be any private teacher's goal to build up their studio and then to retain those students. Of course, not every student will stay with you long term, but if you focus on keeping your existing student but if you focus on keeping your existing students happy, you will be able to retain them as students longer. Today's podcast is all about student retention, how to keep your students and their parents happy, and how to keep them coming back for lessons for many years. There are many excellent and qualified music teachers out there, so what will make students continue to choose you year after year? The biggest and most important component of retention is the relationship you build with your student. If a student likes you, respects you, and values you, they will want to keep you in their lives as a teacher, mentor, and someone to look up to. Let's go over some different ways we can nurture our relationships with our students. One simple way we can build on our relationship with our students is to take the time at the beginning of each lesson to ask them how their week was. I like to ask my students, what's new with you? This is a chance for them to open up and tell you about what is going on in their life. Be sure to engage in this conversation and ask questions. If a student tells you about something important coming up, like a dance recital or school presentation, follow up next week and ask them how it went. Many of my students really enjoy telling me about what they're up to. Occasionally, if I forget to ask, they will remind me by saying, aren't you going to ask me what's new? This doesn't mean that you should spend 10 minutes going into great detail about their week. We are still here to teach them music. Keep the conversation brief, about 30 seconds to a minute long. This conversation can happen as the student walks in and gets their books and gets settled. That way, parents won't feel that lesson time is being used to chat with the student. At the end of the lesson, be sure to wish them a great week and follow up with whatever was mentioned at the beginning of class if possible. For example, if they tell you that they have a test coming up, you can wish them good luck at the end of the class. There is a popular saying in teaching, Students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. A student that knows that you truly care will be more receptive to your instruction. Another simple way to let students know how much we care is to acknowledge their birthdays. This doesn't mean we need to buy gifts or give them treats. You could just say happy birthday or play happy birthday for them on your instrument. I like to write happy birthday in their homework notebook with a picture of some balloons or a gift or whatever I think of that day. It doesn't have to be fancy, but just the act of remembering and acknowledging their birthday can mean a lot to them. Our next tip is to tap into your sense of empathy when working with students. Sometimes we expect our students to always behave perfectly, but we must remember that they are humans with their own thoughts, feelings, emotions, and troubles. If a student is unfocused or not practicing well or struggling, it is important that we approach the situation with a sense of empathy. It is easy for us to react with anger or frustration and say things like, you're not listening, you need to focus. Instead, try to take a step back and figure out why the student is behaving in this way. That's right. If a student is struggling to focus, I will try to ask about their day or if they are tired. Oftentimes, you will find out that they didn't sleep well or they are worried about an upcoming test or presentation. Remember, this behavior may not be a direct reflection of your teaching or how much the student enjoys music. Everyone is going to have their off days and that is okay. 
If a student is feeling tired or unfocused, hear them out, listen to their concerns, and try to infuse some energy into the lesson. You can play a game, go back and play an old piece that they enjoyed, or stand up and stretch. Empathy is so important, but do note that consistent bad behavior or lack of focus should not be ignored. Overall, it is our hope that our students can focus and perform well most of the time with the occasional off day. If your student is having issues every week, it could be time for a conversation with their parent. Our final relationship building tip is to check in regularly with your students about their impression of music lessons. Which pieces do they like or dislike? Is there something that they want to do more of or less of? Is there a particular piece that they really want to learn? Do they want to perform or prepare for an exam or competition? That is not to say that students should be in complete control of the curriculum because it's our job as the teacher and expert to guide them. However, it can be helpful to know where a student stands so we can make slight adjustments to our teaching. As an example, I included a student survey in my registration last year and I asked everyone what was their favorite and least favorite thing to do in lessons. Some of the answers really surprised me and allowed me to incorporate more of what each student loved. Let's move away from relationship building and into some other tips that can make your studio and your teaching stand out. The first tip is to create fun and memorable opportunities for students. These could include recitals, group classes, theme parties such as Halloween or Valentine's Day, or themed lessons. All of these events scattered throughout the year give your students something to look forward to and to work towards. I totally agree. While we are not obligated to plan recitals or group classes, I see them as an investment in my business and in my students. These types of events make my students excited about music and creates a lot of momentum in their learning. Even though planning recitals and group classes takes a lot of extra time and some expense, in the end, I believe it is helping me earn more money because it's keeping my students and their families happy and willing to continue investing in music lessons. The next tip is to end each lesson with positivity and excitement. Even if a student has had a bad lesson or was particularly frustrated, do your best to have them leave the lesson feeling good. That is not to say that we should never critique our students or demand more of them, but rather we should do it in an encouraging way. For example, instead of telling a student, I'm disappointed in your lack of practice. You need to do better. This is not acceptable. You could say something like, I know you are capable of doing better. You are smart and hardworking. If you focus and set your mind to it, I know you will do better next week. The first message leaves the student feeling defeated, like they have failed, while the other one will inspire them to do better. Speaking of positivity, do not underestimate the power of a smile. Delivering your message with a smile, especially for young students, can completely change the tone and the way the message is received. It injects a sense of enthusiasm and optimism into what you are saying. Additionally, smiling makes you more approachable and friendly looking to your students. We want our students to feel comfortable and at ease. Remember, smiles are infectious. Keeping our students happy is important, but so is keeping their parents happy. For the most part, parents are paying for the lessons, so they have the final say on whether or not the student will continue. Be sure to treat parents with kindness, respect, and to keep them in the loop of what's happening with their child's lessons. Sometimes we can fall in the habit of only contacting a parent when there is a problem. For example, if your child needs to practice more or your child keeps forgetting their books. Be sure you also take the time to tell them about the good stuff 
if a student did a particularly good job, let their parent know. This will keep the positivity and optimism surrounding music lessons going strong. A big part of good teaching is finding the right materials at the right level of difficulty. Be sure to think carefully about the amount of work and the type of work you assign each student. If the work is too easy, students may become bored or not feel any sense of accomplishment. If the work is too hard, students will become upset and frustrated. If you can find just the right balance, students will feel challenged but will also feel like they are able to take on that challenge. Be sure to treat each student as an individual and not expect the same pace of learning from each student. That is an excellent segue into the final piece of advice for today, which is to remember that music lessons are about the student and not about you as the teacher. As teachers, it is natural for us to see the potential in each student and to want to push them to be the best musician they can be. And not every student will be talented, and that's okay. We must manage our expectations and adjust to the unique learning pace and capabilities of each student. That is not to say that we should never push our students to strive to do better. However, we should make sure that the lessons are serving the needs of the student and not our personal wants or needs to create competition winners or prodigies. We can spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on marketing, but the best marketing we can do that is completely free is maintaining positive relationships with our current students. The longer we keep our current students, the less time and money we will spend recruiting and interviewing new students. Having long-term students is fulfilling and can create lifelong friendships. Your teaching will surely have a lifelong positive impact on your students. We hope you found these tips helpful. Is there anything you do to retain students? Tell us about it in the comments. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more great podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!